On this episode of A State of Control, we continue the conversation with some of the great programmers in this industry who also happen to be female. We get to understand a little bit more about their perspectives, how we can go about mentoring, and what are some tips we can do to be a lot more supportive. All that and more on A State of Control. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. A State of Control. A State of Control, episode 93, Kind Space. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlona, the go-to provider for AV signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces. Welcome to A State of Control, an AV Nation podcast that highlights the control, programming, and automation aspects of the audiovisual industry. My name is Steve Greenblatt. I'm your host. Thanks for joining us today. So if you didn't catch our last episode, episode 92, I suggest that you do because we're going to be continuing that conversation a bit. Um, In that episode, we were honoring and bringing to light a lot of the great contributions that programmers that happen to be female uh, have done for our industry. And we thought that There was more to say, and we wanted to continue to do a follow-up episode. So we get to welcome back a couple of guests, and we uh, have one new addition to the team. And with that, I will start by saying hi to my partner here at Estate of Control. He is Rich Fergosa. Hey, Rich, how are you? I'm doing good. Mellow West Coast greetings. I'm I'm really excited for for part two. You know, like I said, I if I if we had our druthers, you know, you and I wouldn't even be on this, and we just let these powerful women take over because it's uh, definitely voices that need to be heard. So um, I'm, I'm just glad to be able to be part of this. I am. I would totally agree with you. And we've gotten some good feedback uh, from that past episode. So I'm looking forward to uh, even exceeding that on this one. So with that, I'd like to welcome back uh, two of the returning guests. The first is Hope Roth from Reardon Brothers. Welcome back, Hope. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. And next, I'd like to welcome back Victoria Grupp, and she's from Control Concepts. Welcome back, Victoria. How are you? Hey there. Thank you. I'm doing good. I'm excited to be back. Thank you. And last but not least, we get to welcome somebody new to our program. Uh, Her name is Emily Eicher, and she is with QSC. Welcome, Emily. Thanks. Good to be here. Thanks for being here. Uh, So... As I mentioned, we, we had some really great conversation in the last episode, and we talked about um, some of the obstacles, some of the challenges, some of the things that uh, may not be known to everybody that, that um, some of the women on the podcast and other women in the industry face in order just to achieve the same status and goals and, and fulfill the roles, uh, the technical roles specifically in our industry. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit more about how we could help others do the same. And, and I think that we're going to broaden the conversation a bit just to say, how can we help our industry excel and, and more people grow and, and achieve leadership roles? So Rich, one thing that came to mind to me, and I think we talked about it in the last episode, one of the 
things that you say often is reach one, teach one. So I'm going to start with that. Um, that's something that I know is near to dear to you. And I also know that you've talked a lot on prior episodes about how you are really interested in passing on knowledge at this point in your career. So let's talk a little bit about how we do that, because there there's a concept of mentorship and people talk about that a lot, but it's not necessarily the easiest thing to accomplish. So what what are some ways that we can make this a little bit more open so that both the people that are looking to help and the ones that are looking for help can, can connect with one another? Um, I, and we talked about this on the prior show, so I don't necessarily want to rehash. Like I said, I, I, you know, what you had just said, which was, um, you know, if you can go back to the prior show and get an idea of, of what we talked about, because there was a lot of great knowledge there, but... I think the big the the first challenge is thinking that it's like some secret society to mentorship, right? That that you have to you 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 <laughs> in the industry it's like it's that feeling of like, well, I you know, I can't mentor because I don't have enough experience or I don't know what to do or I don't know if I can teach. You know, there's there's a lot of that worry <laughs> I think about mentorship. And mentorship isn't always about passing on tribal knowledge. Sometimes men mentorship is just being able to commiserate. Sometimes it's just a kind voice. Sometimes it's just somebody who can say, I've been through that. And, and, and more importantly, I think mentorship is to say, here's the way I screwed things up. I think that if you feel self-conscious about mentoring, you're probably a great mentor for that reason. Because you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. I think that if you believe your own press, you may not be the best mentor for that reason because you will tend to have a blind eye towards, you know, what really people starting out need. Because um, it's easy to talk about success. It's super easy, right? It's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I liken it to, um, you know, when, you know, now at 50 and, you know, my daughter's turning 18. And I have to constantly reassess what I say with her because I'm looking at it with a 50-year-old brain and, and an additional 32 years of knowledge and experience and all of those things. And I have to take that step back and go, where was I at that point? What was my thinking? What was my exposure? You know, I'm just coming out of school. I'm just coming out of a different social structure. I'm just figuring out, you know, who I am. And when you're dealing with mentees, um, they're figuring out who they are professionally. And that's the best time. That's when I'm like, this is the buffet of being a professional. This is where you can try anything. You really can because you have the beauty of experience in front of you. And so, um, you know, prior, honestly, I mean, if you, if you need steps, right, if you're like, how do I start, right? That, that's the hardest part. How do I start? Where to go? Trade associations. They're already pre-built. There's already groups there. Um, you know, in the resi market, in the commercial market, all of them. Um, there's yeah, Facebook groups, there's Twitter, there's Discord groups. There, you know, I mean, in, in the day and age of technology, um, I don't know how to or I don't know where to find them isn't really a viable answer. Now it comes down to effort. Now it comes down to, as a mentor, being willing to kind of stumble a little bit to say, hey, I want to be able to get this out. Um and so in the industry itself, you know, again, Avixa, you know, we, we, we talk about it a lot. 
Um, you know, in Cedia, we have training programs. There's a couple of classes along the way. Um, you know, ISE is coming up. There's going to be a mixer. You know, things like that. I mean, introduce yourself. If you walk into a room, um, and I, I tell the story, uh, you know, I told it with, uh, about Matt Scott. Uh, I, I tell the story when he was starting out. Um, I literally just grabbed him at one seat. I said, come with me. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm introducing to you, everybody. And I walked him to every one of the booths of people I felt he should know and said, this is Matt Scott. This is what he's doing. You need to know him. If you see somebody on a trade show floor, you know, or you recognize them or they recognize you, you know, and they come up and say, hey, you know, and again, from a mentee standpoint, right? If you admire somebody or the work that they do, walk up, say hi, introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, I, I'd like to learn a bit from you. And you can do it in a non-creepy way. <laughs> you know, I think that's that's always the concern is that you're being cyber stalked from the other side. But, you know, it's that first step is hard. It really is on both sides. And you kind of have to put away that self-doubt, right, of thinking that you don't have something to offer. The fact that you're even just willing to is that offer in and of itself. And so, uh, you know, I mean, again, it's that West Coast vibe, right? You know, it's just like just be out. You know, it's just about being holistic with it. But it is. You, you have something to offer. Don't think you don't. If I can just into that a little bit. I think sometimes it's not just, um, you know, I think what we think about mentors, we think about people who are like older than us, have been in the industry longer, know more than us, or, you know, things like that. I think a lot of times the best mentors come from just being friends with people and, you know, talking to your coworkers and having relationships in general. And then, you know, having someone that believes in you and believing in someone is sometimes the best, you know, mentorship and, and inspiration for being who you are. That that's that sounds like like great tips, and and I was going to um, ask Hope to also kind of join into that conversation because I believe that you've been on both sides of of that relationship, and um, you know, is that something that happened naturally, or is it something that you think needs to be more proactive? I I would say if we want to really grow our industry and champion some people whose voices haven't always been heard, that we need to think more proactively about who we're reaching out to and who we're sort of um, championing, which Rich, I would say what you did for Matt Scott went beyond mentorship into more of a sponsorship championship level. And that's, I, I mean, people talk about that distinction a lot, but I think it's really important to uplift each other in um, ways where you talk people up. Hey, this is Emily. She's doing great work. I love the, you know, touch panel she made that did this. Hey, this is Victoria. She's doing great work. You know, she's she's someone you got to get to know um, and help sort of elevate each other. Um, I think if it doesn't come from a natural place, then it feels inauthentic and forced. But there's so many great people out there that people just haven't heard about. Um, and... Um, it just, you know, sometimes it just takes one person to help you. I remember, oh, I'm not going to say how long ago because I don't want to date myself, but, you know, George Tucker um, introduced me to a bunch of people and all of a sudden I got asked to be on a podcast and all of a sudden I got asked to be on another podcast and all of a sudden I was attending Infocom and I was at the women's breakfast giving a speech and I was like, how did I get here? And it was a small series of people saying, I like what you're saying and I want other people to hear it. And I think it's really important that we take that extra second and say, oh, I like what this person has to say. I'm going to retweet it or I'm going to introduce them to my friend or I'm going to reach out to them. 
Um, and I try to be very intentional about that. Um, anyone who's a great person, I want to introduce them to other people that I know. But especially like you get to a point where you're a woman who's known as being technical and people start coming to you. I need a woman for my podcast. Um, and, you know, maybe it's time for me to start recommending some other people. Why don't you talk to Victoria? She's newer to the industry. I think she might have a different perspective. I, I, I think those are, those are really, really insightful. I, um, Victoria, I'll, let, I'll kind of bring you into the conversation here. You know, I, I know a lot of times, especially people who are technical, sometimes can tend to be more quiet or tend to be more, uh, you know, whether being uh, an introvert or ju just, you know, be, being respectful of, of things. Uh, what, what, what are some tips or, or some things that you've ha have found that have worked for you in order to put yourself out there more? Um, one, just acknowledging that it is not going to kill me to go up to someone and say hi <laughs> that I don't know and introduce myself and start a conversation. Um, maybe it's a short conversation. Maybe they remember me. Maybe they won't. But it's not going to kill me. Like you're there to socialize. Um, so just honestly stepping up to someone and saying, hi, I'm Victoria. I'm a programmer. I, it's um, just getting past that hurdle has been a lot for me. <laughs> um because I am very introverted and I don't, I tend to be shy. I'm not as shy once I know a group or I'm on a great team, but in a new environment, it, for me, that's the biggest thing. So just knowing it's going to be okay, just and it, identifying my purpose that I showed up to network and try and get into that mindset. I'm here to accomplish these goals because as a technical person, I'm also very goal oriented. So if I say, okay, so the goal is that we're going to try and meet three new people and start conversations and intelligent conversations um and then it gets easier right then you talk to more people and um yeah i think i've sort of approached it goal or goal oriented like that yeah that that's wonderful i um emily you know you you had touched on you know how to how uh the the idea of making friends and and you know not necessarily having to be um looking for for just that one person uh, do you do you think that it, this is only something that is uh, it can, can be an in-person thing, or can it be something where you can even connect with people virtually? If you know forums, I know um, QSC has a developer forum. There's there's other um, avenues for people that may be more comfortable than just an in-person uh, connection, and and it's still possible. Is it still possible to have that same type of a bond? I mean, absolutely. I think that we've all kind of gotten used to doing that with the pandemic and things. Um, you know, before I came to QSC, I met a lot of the people from QSC, women and men, uh, via communities or via, you know, just LinkedIn, things like that. So, you know, making those connections is absolutely possible um, being virtual. Obviously, it's nice to, you know, shake people's hands, be able to go out to lunch with people and things like that. There's no replacement for that. But um, you can really form some great relationships. Um, and, and now, you know, I, I mostly work from home, so it's, it's, you know, a lot of my relationships, work relationships are virtual, um, you know, whether people are in California or they're on the East coast, things like that. So it's absolutely something that we, um, I think have gotten better at and that we're, uh, going to kind of just need to settle into at this point. Um, and that we're, you know, these are the way that relationships are going to form, but, um, I think if you can get together and you can like 
have lunch and, you know, go to these trade shows, things like that. It's absolutely val- valuable and, um, and a valid thing to do and something that can grow the relationship more. And maybe conversations come out of that that are different than they would over, you know, chat or video. Rich, I'll, uh, I'll kind of bring that back around to you because I think that you, you're probably in a similar spa- spot as me where a good amount of your friendships, probably some of the better ones, have come through through industry connections and, and people that you've worked with and, and or people that you've met. Um, what do we do to, to, to kind of grow that circle and bring, bring more people in? Um, you know, cause I think that's the other part of this is that, you know, we, we need, we need to kind of keep feeding, fe- feeding the pipeline and, and, and almost preaching about what we've been able to get, get from being a part of this industry and doing these, these things. Uh, and, and, uh, we need to, I think that's really the gold that will offset some of the other uh, limitations that people may be looking at to say, you know, should I choose this industry to to join? Whew, that's that's kind of a big one to unpack. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, as we were talking and and I was, you know, earlier just kind of reflecting back on the show itself. Um, you know, I'm going to take a second to kind of get a little deep on this one, which which is. Um, how men in this industry need to approach women in this industry first. Um, as you know, I am married to a very powerful, dynamic woman who runs her own, uh, who owns her own run- consulting company, who has no issues standing up to me and telling me when I'm I'm going down the wrong path. Um, and it's been wonderful for a simple reason: um, strong women can be a threat to men in the industry um, because they don't deal with it much. Um, I know personally, uh, even as as enlightened as I feel I am at times, I offended Hope once when I mansplained to her. And I felt horrible because I didn't notice what I was doing in the moment. Um, but she was able to check me on it. I was able to go, you know what, you're right. And reassess how... I'm approaching. And again, like I said, it's as an advocate, I'm still capable of falling into old habits um, easily. And, and part one, honestly, is not only are what, what are you doing, what are you advocating, but what are you helping correct, right? Because women aren't going to enter an industry where they already feel that um, the odds are stacked against them. It's just no reasonable, per- reasonable person is going to do that. So part one, which is not as sexy or as glamorous is helping to create a safe space, right? A space where, you know, again, like Victoria said, if, if you've got somebody who's introverted, introverted, but brilliant, and they already can feel that they're in an uncomfortable situation, there's no way in heck they're going to open up and show who they are. Um, and then compound it with being a woman in the industry who already, from a societal standpoint, right, it's, it's to demur yourself, right, to, to not inject yourself into that dynamic. And that's a whole, I mean, there's generations and generations and generations of business etiquette that we're blowing up, <laughs> right? Um, so, you know, for me, you know, that, that's been kind of my mission, which is, how can I disrupt 
using my voice, using my influence, what creates that uncomfortable feeling stepping into a room? Because you can feel it. I mean, Hope's talked about it before. And it's like, it sucks. It totally sucks. Um, and to carry that. And, and, and it's tough because, you know, you know, we use all the cliches, right? If you have a daughter, you should know how to do it. No, no not necessarily because you're not a woman. So you can empathize, you can sympathize, but it, it all starts with, you know, when you are in a room, right? And somebody comes in and it's a, a female coworker or a female. And if somebody's acting out of line and going, no, stop. That's that's not how we do things anymore. You know, trade shows, old boy networks. You know, we talked about the boot polo shirt tour, right? If, if you're serious about it, um, I tell my son, you know, it's, it's you've got to decide if you're a bystander or an upstander. And that's where your decision starts. Being an upstander means having the difficult conversations. When you know in your gut that you're contributing to the situation, you got to stop and say, nope, you know, that, and that's tough, right? Because that, if you, if you say you're an ally, it's more than just saying, oh, you know, I stand with you. I'm wearing a band and, you know, we're all together. Nah, it's, it's down in the trenches stuff. And so, you know, any, anyone who's looking, regardless of gender, but let's just say men, right? Um, who, if you're really serious about it, if you're really serious about promoting women in the industry, your friends, um, your coworkers, people who you admire, or your children, who you want to see a workplace where they feel they can do anything, means getting down and dirty and being an upstander and 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 calling it out and it's tough and like i said you know i mean like hope you know took took her chances calling me out right but she was right and that's it as well and on the flip side you know victoria emily you know i already know about hope so i hope i, hope I got no problems with i know she's gonna call it out but if finding your voice you know and 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 us being able to say hey if you call somebody out we got your back that's just as important, right? Not feeling like you're going to get this professional backlash because you spoke up. And it is having that gang right behind you going, what's up? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, you know, I, 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 you know those, are, those are the lessons, like I said, as I've gotten older. You know, it, it's, it's going past the easy stuff. It really is. It's, it's now it's rubber meets the road time. And so, you know, if you're taking your time out to watch this show, do one thing. Stand up. If you hear somebody, if you hear a misogynistic comment, if you hear somebody taking it, go, no, dude, stop. That's not who we are. That's not who, you, you know, and, and telling these people that I know that's not who you are. So change it. <laughs> right. Because that leads the progression through. So, again, West Coast moment, you know, as yeah, as, as Uncle, it's a, it's another Uncle Richie fireside chat. I actually really appreciate that, Rich, because it's the message is often be stronger, stand up for yourself, put yourself out there. You need to tell people what you're not comfortable with or what's wrong. But talking about the other side of it, the ownership of it, of what you're saying and how it's perceived, um, I feel like that message needs to be just as large as the be stronger and speak up for yourself because that's. Everyone should, and I've been on a long journey to speak up for myself more. Um, it's a hard journey. It's really hard. <laughs> um, and so then along with that, having the team, having the coworkers, having the network and support system that when you aren't strong enough to say something, get offended on your behalf and are like, whoa, check yourself. And 
I think what's important as well is not just saying, check yourself, but check yourself. This, this is weird or wrong because of this. Um, and something that kind of comes to mind for me is if, if I'm next to one of my male coworkers, if something you're thinking of saying to me would feel weird saying it to my male coworker, you shouldn't be saying it to me, right? I think that's the check that doesn't happen a lot. Um, and especially, and I'll call them just like your, like stereotypical, and I know it's so bad, like your old AV guy. Like it's very easy to address someone that's my age as, as sweetheart or honey, but like, again, if it would feel weird saying it to a male, <laughs> you should not be saying it to me. Um, and it's so commonplace sometimes that I, um, I, I grew up in a very female dominant house and I'm very fortunate for that. Um, but I was trying to check myself one day. I'm like, dad, am I being, am I overreacting to this? Like, am I getting too raw, raw pro? Like, or am I, is this like actually weird that this was said to me? He goes, Victoria, if you saw me say that to one of my female coworkers, would you be astonished or would you be okay with it? I was like, I would be astonished you said that. And he goes, then there's your answer. And so that's kind of my gauge in life. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't see those things as being, you know, I guess I, people don't take those things in consideration as being uh, demeaning to women in the mm -hmm. AV industry because they're like, oh, they're, they're just being nice. Like people a lot of times say, oh, there's not, there's no issue. Like we're, we, we don't mind women being in this industry, but then they, this, those same people might say those things that are offensive thinking that they're just being nice and fatherly or something, but it's like, really, you're just, you're demeaning me. Like, you're not my father, you're my client or my boss or my whoever. You're not my exactly. father and you're not my family. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're my coworker and, 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 you know, I deserve just as much respect as you do. So. Yeah, I, I, I went to a training once and I was the first woman they'd had in three months and the uh, instructor said, wow, we don't, we don't, we don't get a lot of women in our training class. Thank you for your pretty face. Oh no. <laughs> that face that you made, Emily, it's just and cracking me up. And looks at you. I had the same experience. I actually called my boss and it was a thing because I was like, I don't feel safe in this class now because I feel like I've been called out and I feel uncomfortable and othered. And I like, he was trying to make me feel comfortable. And it's like, I know what my face looks like. It's, you know, relatively symmetric, but that has nothing to do with my ability to work on your system. Um, so, you know, even sometimes people are trying to be nice and it's like, that's not what you should have said. And Rich, I, w I just want to say, I, I do have a reputation of being rather bold, but I wouldn't have called out just anyone. I knew that you would take it well. So, you know, even just having an air of like, you know what, occasionally I'm going to say stuff I shouldn't is really helpful. I think it's also helpful to think about some people, you don't, you're not sexist, you say something sexist. You're not racist, you say something racist. And we're all products of a society that is to some extent sexist and racist. So we've all been baked in it and occasionally we're gonna say things that are not okay. I've said things that are not okay, I'm sure. Um, and I think it's helpful to be humble and just you know, admit that that's going to happen and it's going to be easier than if somebody calls you out because I don't think Rich went home that day after I said, hey, I don't appreciate the way you explained that to me and said, I'm sexist. He said, I said something sexist. And it's easier at that point to do better because you say, you know what, I won't do that next time. And I've been sexist too, you know, 
um, we're sort of programmed as humans to recognize patterns because it's how you tell a pile of leaves from a mountain lion. Uh, and it's better to err on the side of mountain lion and not on leaves because, you know, if it ends up being leaves, well, they still won't eat you. Um, and so, you know, we put people into buckets. And when most of the women that you encounter are, you know, not in a relatively technical role, you start to assume that about women. And I've even said something and realized like, oh, sorry, you're an engineer. I, that's my bad. I, I, <laughs> people assume the same thing about me. I shouldn't have done that to you. Um, so, and I think it's good for just everyone as a whole to say, you know, hey, I'm Hope, I'm a programmer, uh, you know, what's your role? And then if it turns out that the man you're talking to is like, you know, on the trade show team, you haven't talked over his head and made him feel bad. So it's better for everyone. Those are they're really excellent. I, you know, I wanted to come back and maybe this is a good way for us to, to bring everything to a head. I wanted to come back to something that Rich said earlier about trying to put ourselves in in somebody else's shoes, because I think that that's a really good point. And, you know, maybe we could kind of take it around the horn. You know, what, 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 what should we know? And, and those who, who are um, trying to help and trying to be supportive, what, what, are, what are some things that we should know, be, you know, what it's like to be in your shoes and be, um, and, and, and how can we make adjustments? To, are there things that, that you, tips that you can provide or, or some insight that, uh, that, that just might not come natural. Um, I, and hope I'll kind of come back to you on that. I mean, I think the first thing is just, um, when you feel like an outsider, it's very easy to kind of just back yourself in literally or metaphorically into a corner. Um, and so one of the first things that you can do is just sort of be aware of who's in the room with you and then just go over and say, hi, I'm hope. Um, you know, I go, I go to Infocom just about every year and sometimes you go to a booth and literally people are bu bumping you out of the way to go talk to the man behind you and it's like, um, I, I wanted to talk about your product so that I could sell it and I guess I'm just going to keep walking. Um, so just be aware of who's around you, be friendly to everybody um, and um, I think the most important thing that, I'm, that um, as like a male ally, male ally that you can do is to say, hey dude that wasn't cool. Because I feel like I am constantly having to say, hey, dude, that wasn't cool. And it would be nice if somebody else said it first sometimes. And just to sort of a twist on what Victoria said earlier about, you know, if you wouldn't say it to a man, you shouldn't say it to me. Um, if you wouldn't say it with me in the room, don't say it when it's Steve and Rich. You know, sexism hurts men, too. Not everyone wants to hear your dirty jokes. I mean some of us will amongst specific friends, but those are people that you know are okay with it and you know where that level is. Like if we're in a business environment, keep it, keep it professional. Absolutely. I, um, Victoria, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, ask you kind of the same question. And, and, you know, we're, we're, one of the things that I um, also am curious about is in, that, that I feel like we, we don't necessarily, you know, from a man's perspective, we don't necessarily want to say, you're one of the guys, you know, what, what can we do to also respect that you are a woman and also understand more about what it's like to be in that place so that we can be more supportive? I mean, so you wouldn't say you're just one of the girls or you're one of the guys, but I think one of the team, like one of the whole, um, I think it's just, a, it's a perspective thing. If you're one of the guys, there's still that perspective there versus if it's, you're actually talking about the team or the group or the 
engineers or the programmers or whatever whatever that identity is the identity of the group um versus your identity as a gender well what 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 are what are some some things that that can be done to to so so that was more of understanding what it's like to be in that position and what what are some things that we can do to be more supportive that may not be uh that obvious for me, I don't see it as a male or a female thing. I just see it as a good team and environment thing. It's not speaking over people, giving everyone a chance to speak mm-hmm. and a chance to be heard. And I'm very lucky to be in an environment where everyone has the chance to speak at any given moment. And so I kind of take that for granted a little bit. And I forget that that's not in every place. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, making sure that everyone's heard, but not making it special. Not, oh, you're the female in the back of the classroom. I haven't had a female. You're the first female student I've got, which is what I had. <laughs> and everyone turns. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a lot to add to that right now. I wish I had more to say. Um, I'm kind of curious what Emily and Hope have to say on that. that that's so I fine. second a lot of what everyone said. <laughs> and so Emily, I'll, I'll kind of bring it over to you. You know, I, just another twist to the question, you know, we, I think that we really should make sure to highlight, you know, the strengths of women and, and, um, and being able to, you know, um, understand more about how we can bring those out. So, so what, what, what are some things that you can offer for us to know that may not be that, that, that intuitive? With anyone and and anything, if someone's doing a good job, like they should be recognized and, um, I think that that does a lot for someone's career. And I think it also does a lot for someone's self-esteem. So, you know, for me, one thing I, you know, a lot of times I don't know I'm doing well until someone says, Hey, you're you're like, great. You're doing a great job. Like, this is super cool. And, you know, sometimes we put ourselves out there and then we get that feedback, but sometimes it takes someone that's maybe your, your boss or something, you know, kind of digging in and, and looking and seeing like, wow, like these are really cool things that you're doing and just kind of giving you that feedback. Um, and that's, and that's for anybody, that's not just being a woman, but I think that women in AV in general, you know, there's so few of us and sometimes we can be sort of, we we can have sort of a subservient attitude just because of the nature of the things that we've gone through in the industry. Um, but bringing us out and telling us like, Hey, this is really cool. Like, let's show some people, let's show something, you know, people that some things that you can do. And then maybe there's, you know this bias that will be dropped on women for some people and that they see like this really cool thing that, you know, these women are doing because, you know, it's out in the open now. And, uh, I think that, you know, this is, these are the things that are definitely happening in our industry, you know, like VIX is doing things and, and a lot of groups are, and companies are, are bringing women to the forefront and trying to show what, you know, cool things they're doing. Um, but I think that individually, uh, we can do it more. I think that, everyone can kind of lift each other up a little bit more. And, and it just goes back to just being kind to people and being, being a good coworker and and a good friend. Um, and ultimately if you're a boss, you know, you're a manager or supervisor over someone, um, you know, lifting up your people is always going to pay off. So, yeah. I think that that's a great way for us to wrap this up. So thank you for that. Um, well said, and and thank you all of you guys for enlightening us and for sharing uh, both your insight and also being putting yourself out there. So so really appreciate that, and and, and I think that this will be very well received. Uh, uh, 
that will wrap things up for this show and um, and for our part two, I'd like to thank our guests for being part of it. So first, I'd like to thank Hope Roth from Reardon Brothers. Uh, Hope, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you're up to, what your company does, and also if they want to uh, get to know you better? Um, thanks for having me, Steve. This was great. Um, I am on uh, all the social media platforms with the ever professional at Beer and Pie. It's from an album I did uh, back in the day. Like everyone in our industry, I came into it because my album didn't sell well. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all the all those feeds. Um, and uh, yeah. And and Reardon Brothers. Uh, we are reardonbrothers.com. That's R-I-O-R-D-A-N. And we're a small integration firm in Boston. Wonderful. Victoria uh, Grupp from Control Concepts, how can people get in touch with you, learn more about what you're doing, uh, and also get to see if they want to uh, connect and, and uh, get to know you better? Yep. The best place to reach me is LinkedIn. Uh, I'm just under Victoria Grupp. It's not a very common name. Uh, and then the other place is via Control Concepts uh, website under the team page. Thank you. And last but not least, Emily Iker from QSC, thanks for joining us, and uh, we we're glad to, to get to, to know you better. Um, how can people get in touch with you, um, make those connections that we discussed, and also learn more about QSC? Yeah, um, great to be here. Uh, so I am available on LinkedIn and also QSC Communities for Developers. So you can reach out to me on there. Um, and yeah, I usually check my LinkedIn like most of the time. So <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. And that's how we connected other than getting to know each other through uh, developers. So that, that's really cool. And uh, Rich, another great episode. Any, uh, any parting words and uh, anything that you wanted to share and uh, how people can reach you as well? Yeah, I was going to kind of hold my tongue on this one, but it's, it's a pet peeve of mine in the industry with, with men is um, when women enter your industry, or they come out and they reach out to you and they say hello. They're not looking to date you. <laughs> I really wanted to hold on saying it, but I'm like, no, I got to say it. Because not every woman in the industry is looking to date you. You're not that awesome. Um, <laughs> we have, some of us have people. We're fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And uh, it, 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 But, you know, like you, you kind of check yourself, bro. You know? <laughs> But, uh, but that's what I mean, right? You know, that's the, you know, that thinking, right? And um, it, it, it does. It starts with simple things like that um, and an understanding that it's already hard enough for them to be in the room. They are already in the back of their head thinking, oh, man, if I smile at somebody and when I walk into the trade show floor, here we go again, right? And, you know, Hope's comment right there, right? Thanks for bringing your pretty face. It's like, dude. <laughs> oh. Um, but... So that, that's, that's kind of the, the little nugget. Like I said, that's the one that sticks with me. Um, but if you want to, you know, reach out for more of Richie, Uncle Richie's musings, uh, you can find me on Twitter at rfragosa. Uh, you can find me. Uh, we've got the webpage, Fragosa Design. You can find me uh, starting uh, in the first week of May in Barcelona covering, uh, covering ISE for AV Nation. So that's the best place I hope you can find me is obviously uh, with our coverage at ISE this year. So I am heading out to Barcelona. I'm super excited. My first time. Um, and any of our other shows, obviously here with my partner, Steve. But 
resi week av week yeah, you know our whole suite of verticals so that's where i hope you find me and it's such a bummer that i'm not going to be there with you but we're, we're going to have to make a date at, <laughs> at cedia so for sure um uh uh, and thank you, Rich, for for those uh, closing remarks, and I and I really appreciate um, everybody for providing insight, as I mentioned. And and it, it really is an easy thing to just reach out and make connections. So so please reach out to to these folks and and um, provide some feedback and let them know uh, that that you're out there and that and that you support them. But also, you know, that this is that's a starting point for a relationship and and uh, to help each other out. And I think that that was the overlying theme here. It's been, it's very rewarding. Um, and and I, I feel like a lot of people too listen and consume content, and you don't necessarily know that they're out there. So please uh, just just let us know that you are. And and Rich and I and and those of us that are on the shows uh, really appreciate that, and and it's uh, it's very rewarding. So um, as Rich said, you could reach us at avnation.tv. Um, also. Uh, Check us out on your favorite podcast app. And if you are so kind to leave a rating or review, we would always appreciate that as well. For me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. You could also reach Control Concepts at controlconcepts.net. And I look forward to seeing everyone in person this year at Infocom. So I hope that we're going to be able to make that happen. And uh, and it would be great to get people back together and, and be able to support one another. So uh, I think it was a really good vibe from the show. And uh, with that, I think we'll leave it. And this is been a state of control. <laughs>